This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Hello everyone, welcome back to That Mill Podcast, an international mid-show catch-up with Omar and Mickey. How you doing, Mickey? You all right, mate? Yeah, not too bad, fella. Not too bad. I've uh, I've got my mic fixed, so it's uh, it should be sounding crisp. Yeah, we've uh, discovered that after the last couple of last uh, Friday Night Lives, didn't we? I think we uh, stumbled across a little admin error or a little uh, issue. I mean, Mickey's invested in a nice little microphone over there, same one I've got, which is a Blue Yeti. And um, I think we found out it was using a laptop mic. I mean, no fault of your own, mate. But, you know, I did always wonder the background noise we was getting from you. And then um, little did we know, it was a simple thing like that. I think what it was is that for some unknown reason, the default was um, was set to the mic on the computer rather than actually set to the Yeti. But it's all changed. It's, uh, it's all on to the Yeti now, mate. So uh, power to the Yeti. Uh, the Yeti <laughs> And uh, and we have him, but no, it's a good mic. Um, we should put a link on our page or, or at the bottom of the things, mate. That if anyone wants to buy one, buy it. We'll give you the link and buy it for us, and maybe you can make us a millionaire in about thirty-five years' time. I think it's the YouTubers' uh, go-to mic, so yeah, it's affordable and it, it sounds quite crisp, doesn't it? Anyway, mate, I thought you know today. Well, we both thought this, you know, just a little catch-up show between the two of us. You know, a little chat shit, I suppose. You know, we can just kind of get on and talk about you know the last game. Obviously, we beat Middlesbrough where we are on the table, what our thoughts are on Mill's performances, and obviously just go a bit off the cuff with where we want the show to go a bit more. I think, you know, it's, it's. I guess we'll talk about this now, but, you know, it's if people obviously tune into our shows, we've been probably two or three a week quite actively. Last couple was kind. Last couple of weeks kind of drained away a little bit, but, you know, that's different commitments. I suppose also, let's be honest, Mill's been a bit up and down, hasn't it, this season? I think that's kind of been the underlying tone for me anyway. Like, at times, you know, it's not pretty to watch Mill, and sometimes at like that, it's, you know, you watch the game, you sit through it, and then afterwards, you don't really want to talk about it for an hour. I think that's probably something I definitely would testament about on that side of things. Yeah, I do. And, it's, and also, it's just the same story week in, week out. And it's how mm-hmm. much, how many times can we go over the same story? You know, at the end of the day, um, we don't really want to bore everybody who's listening in. Um, we want to try and be a bit different, um, be a bit original when we're talking rather than just 
you know, constantly going on and on and on and on um, about the same shit, just that it's a, it's a different day. But it feels weird today, though, doesn't it, without football being on, without Millwall being around. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, this was all off the cuff and, and really just a bit bored. And, and I thought we'd uh, we'd make a show for either come out either tomorrow or uh, or Monday morning just to, just to say thanks and, and just really tell you what's... You know, I still can't believe, mate, that we're 94 shows in. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think it was an idea that me and you both had, you know, couple, what, three, probably three years ago now, Mickey, I want to say. Fair, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And, and obviously, you know, you, you've got the people out there standing for a while. And like, back to the point about me, you know, saying it's hard to do shows. I do credit the likes of Nick for keep plowing out the shows, to be honest, obviously the actor yeah. Mill show. Because, you know, and I think a big part of it, obviously, this season is, and obviously the last year now, is not being able to go to the games. Like, you know, it's it's not just supporting the club. It's also the whole experience on the match day and, you know, the stories you get from that, going out with your mates. And at times, you know, it's been the same stuff every Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday now for a year of just kind of sitting there and watching it on, on the iPhone commentary. And it's, it's stale and boring to me. I can't lie. And, um, I think, you know, I know Neil's big on, you know, the entertainment facts are coming back in and stuff like that. But the facts are, you know, we're 10th place. I can't argue with it, but we've scored 38 goals in 38 games. You know, there's not been much to shout about supporting Mill, But at the same time, we're in a championship and secure. So, yeah, I mean, but back to your point, mate, 94 shows. It's um, And it's not even been a year, really, of doing it consistently, has it? No, not really. I mean, we started, I think we did the reviews in January. Then we did part two in in. Um... I think we put out in March and we did a couple of little interviews and whatnot. And, um, and I think when we first done it, we were like looking, oh, well, as long as someone listens to it more than me and you, then, um, then it's okay. Um, and I think over that year, um, we've gained a very loyal fan base, uh, people who listen to us week in, week out, people who, you know, message us, where's the show when you're putting one out, what are you doing? Um, which is great. Uh, we've dabbled a bit, um, which we weren't going to until next season, but we dabbled a bit into YouTube um, and that's going in the right direction. Uh, and you just look at the numbers and, and, and they're all going in the right direction. With every every stat you look at when you read, so, you know, some podcasts are lucky to get 25 views per episode and we're smashing those sort of numbers. But it, it, it's... It, it's humbling and, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's truly humbling that people are listening to our show when they're doing what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, and, and, and much appreciated for that. Um, but again, you know, you know, I think we both got inspiration um, for doing these, those years back with uh, through Nick's show mm-hmm. and, um, and words of advice from Nick back then and whatnot. So yeah, we sort of took advice Um and we've been speaking about it for a good few years. I remember your dad giving me grief every every day I went in the cafe. <laughs> When's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening? I said, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And then, yeah. uh, and then we just took the thing and went, you know what? I think the biggest fear was that we were going to do it and no one listened to it. So we thought, fuck it, let's do it and see. And 94 shows in, I would never have thought we would have been in that many, to be fair. Um, we brought Neil in with Into the Lions Den. And there's obviously some other bits, uh, what Neil's planning, which um, which I think are going to go down really, really well for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's 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 all good. But, you know, just two chances, mate. Just um, wanting to give something back. Um, be able to, to say what we want to say without being curbed or, or curtailed, shall we say. Um, and I think we say how it is and, and hopefully... Um, or as it looks like, people enjoy what we say. We're just fanatics for Millwall, I suppose. I know in my case, especially like I've dabbled in the past over probably five years of, you know, just trying to do little bits and bobs, blogging and whatever. And yeah, and um, there's always various ideas you think of. It's another thing doing it. And I do, obviously, if anyone ever gets these ideas to do it and you kind of think, you worry what other people think. I, I know I definitely did when we first started to do this, like kind of sitting there and, you know, at times I'd, I think, you know, caring too much what other people might think of it at the end of the day and I think this is something I'm not really one to you know look for motivation and stuff but if you've got an idea to do something just go out there and fucking do it because you enjoy it it's like this is it the only reason I do it and like the only reason I enjoy doing this is because I enjoy talking about Millwall and I enjoy watching Millwall and I enjoy going to the games obviously we don't have that part yet so hopefully there's loads more we can bring to it mate but um yeah I think we've kind of gone on to that topic a bit early but 
what did you make of Saturday's game, mate? A one 0 win over Middlesbrough and Listen. three more points to kind of definitely say we're secure. We hit the fifty-two points now, so gone past it's, fifty. Yeah, I think what we did is we played ugly. Um, we won. We played ugly. Were were we great? No, were we fuck? But you know what? Your stat done us proud. Um, I did hear other people. Um, use your stat out there um, <laughs> with no credit, which was truly, truly shocking. Warnock's never um, done the double over Millwall. That was the... No. And, the, and it works, you know. We told you Friday night um, that he'd never done it and put your money on it. And those people who did, hopefully you got a little drink out of it. Um, <laughs> and those of you who didn't listen to us, well, you know, it's not the first time we've been right this season on stuff. So, um, yeah, no, look, I, look, three points are three points, regardless of how you get it. It's a results game, mate. And if you can get the three points, then uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Return of the Danny Mac as well, mate. You know, he's come back into the sides. And here's a stat, you know, I think he's obviously come back into a winning side. He's proven he's got, I think he only lost one game of the games he's played for us, you know, I think away at the away to Nottingham Forest. Aside from that, Danny Mac's been involved in winning games, you know. Um, obviously, Romeo not playing. I, I wanted to highlight it because obviously we've been calling for it for ages, and I thought he was him and Billy Mitchell in particular on, on Saturday. Obviously, Mitchell for the for the goal in particular. I think he broke up play in the middle on his left side, plays down the line to Jed Wallace, and Wallace does the rest. And obviously, we get fortunate with an own goal. But it was great to see Danny Mac and uh, Billy Mitchell out there doing the business for us. Hundred um, percent, Danny Mac is is going to be a great player going forward. Um, he works really well with Billy. Um, I think they just bring a new set of legs, um, a new bit of pace and passion um, to send the pipe. And, and do you know what I mean? It works. It works well. Um, yeah, OK, you know, Jed got, you know, an own goal or, or he scored off an own goal. But, you know, what a goal's a goal, mate. And the fact that they were able to hold on for as long as they did going forward, it, it just shows really the resilience of of what the team is. Um, just interested to see if that's going to be uh, Warnock, um, if that's going to be Gary's um, chosen formation and stuff going forward, if that is that how he wants, and then just look for a couple of half decent strikers or maybe an attacking midfielder to to slide in there who can score goals. Um, I don't know, but yeah, look, we're safe. We're in the championship next season, and that's what probably matters to the club financially is that they're there. Um, you know, it means they don't have to look at selling loads of players possibly or, or contracts, you know, conditions, et cetera, et cetera. Commercially, they'll be out there now selling everything. Um, season tickets go on sale soon. Um, yeah, hopefully people get them back. But that's the biggest concern now is season tickets, isn't it? I think so. I think, um, you know, it is true, you know, we're stable for another season now. And I think Rao has been saying it in the press in the last like couple of weeks or so, you know, top two top 10 finishes for a club like Mill in the Championship. You know, normally we'll always have that one season where, you know, we go close and then afterwards we seem to fall away. I know we did under Harris after that one season with when Cahill came back and, you know, we looked like we could have maybe got the playoffs up till that Fulham defeat. And obviously the season after it kind of nosedived. Then obviously the season after that, you know, we lost our major, Neil Harris stepped aside. Rarick came in and managed to get to the top 10, sneaky chance of the playoffs. I'm going to say it, I, you know, 10 points behind with eight games to go. Do I think we get playoffs? No chance. But if we can pick up our form and, you know, play the way we did on Saturday, I know you said we won ugly, but at the same time, there were some bright sparks, especially in that first half for me with Billy Mitchell playing there. And, you know, we've got lots of Rotherham to come, you know, players to come out from injury. Kefton Bell, I don't know if he's going to come back or not. It seems to be spoke about that he will come back, but he hasn't. The same with Leonard. Hopefully he can get back involved, you know, and then we've got the likes of Mahoney who played for the reserves the other night, was on the bench on Saturday. And then you look at the fixtures, you think, Okay, tough games, but some of them are teams in and around us, like the Bournemouth. You know, these are games that if you, you know, if play your do your bit and maybe can try and sneak in there, who knows? I think one big thing for me was trying to play some youngsters. Mitchell's back in, Danny McManara's back in. You know, players that you can just kind of relate to and hold on to because you're not at the games. And I do find it difficult, kind of, you know, watching the games without having a kind of bright spark to hold on to, but. Yeah, obviously, big thing for us, mate, is hopefully we have a, a den to go to next season and be in the Premier League, uh, in the Premier League, be in the Championship, and hopefully we can, um, you know, have a good season with the crowd back. Something you know what we don't is there about the Premiership here. Oh, no. mate, I'd love it. Don't get me wrong, like that one season, that's all I want, and I'm hold on to it. One season. look at Leeds. I, I wish they went down this year just because they're promoted and they're probably going to stay up because there's a lot worse teams in the Premier League. I'd have loved it if they couldn't go to a game in the Premier League this season, but yeah, one day, yeah, haven't I? No, I'm, I, I totally agree with you. Um, 
you know, we'll probably come to it a bit later on about my hatred for Leeds. But yeah, the uh, I would have loved them not to be able to go to a game. It'd be fantastic and then drop out. But yeah, it won't. But you know, again, maybe we talk about the Premiership in a little bit about it because it's it's been a mad season there as well. But for us to be tenth, um, yes, playoffs are out of the way. But never say never in football. Um, if the results start going our way, we go on a little run, and the rest of them around us, there is a you know we're not a million miles away from um, the playoff position as such. Do I do I honestly believe we get there? No, I'm just thankful that we're in the top half of the table and we're going to finish there. Um, it's mathematically you know impossible for us to be relegated. Thank fuck. Um, but yeah. The last year and a bit, season-wise, Lender last season, this season, has just been an absolute clusterfuck, really. Um, you know, and football without fans is horrible to watch. And also, it's horrible not going to away games, not having, you know, seeing your mates, people who you only meet at football, etc. It just, it's that camaraderie. It's that, you know, drinking the beers on the train, what we've talked about loads of times, you know, getting all piling a motor and driving up somewhere. And, you know, most of the time, the driver's the only one not pissed, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah. I think that's the one thing I've missed the most. and But also, you know, that's why I think the idea of the Friday Night Live when we thought of it, you know, I thought personally, like, you know, it'd be a good show to do maybe in person one day, not to expect hundreds of people to turn up to it, but it's just shooting the shit with people that, you know, listen to your shows. And obviously then that way you get the interaction with people because that's the one thing I miss the most, like after a game, the amount of drunken conversations I've had on the way home, spilling into arguments, obviously nothing more than that, but you've all had a few, you're all pissed off at the football and you're all either, you know, exuberantly like jubilant about everything you know because you won the game and everyone's happy but the journey is on the way home after a defeat on the train right when everyone's like tearing shit into each other and kind of like thinking what went wrong and just start like talking about the game i remember when we went to peterborough i think what probably four years ago on the harris or five years ago on a tuesday night and we lost i think 5-1 it was 4-0 down at half time i remember morrison got off at half time cutting off the fans because of the tunnel at the at peterborough and i remember being on the journey on the way home and just like absolutely like, having it with people on the, on the train talking about it saying how out of order that was but you know that that sort of like, you know, the whole shooting the shit after the game, especially at home games, going to the pub afterwards and all that sort of stuff. You know, I, I miss that a lot. I really do. But, you know, I think that's it's obviously something that hopefully touch woods, if we can keep going in the direction we are, come August time when the season comes back again. And hopefully when we're looking to try and get in top six again with false optimism um, and probably nosedive and lose our manager halfway through the season next season, you know, then we can start arguing on the trains again about it and, Hopefully, maybe um, do some shows on the trains on the way back in the future. Maybe who knows? Yeah, but that was the idea. Really, we 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 planned loads of bits and pieces and ideas what we had, and unfortunately, this this year is has been very ad hoc because we were basing a lot of content on away games and before away games and you know informative pods and everything else. Um, and it's just really thrown us. We sort of got thrown into the wolves and just went, well, let's do what we've got for now and and, and go through there. Um, but yeah, hopefully fans go back in August, then uh, then we can start doing the stuff we want to do. And uh, and hopefully it'll only, only make the shows even better. But you know, our shows are only as good as they are with, uh, with the fans' interaction. That's it. No, that's it's definitely it. I think, um, like I said, it's we don't really plan these shows too much. Obviously, we sometimes put take notes and stuff about the games and stuff like that. But it's more so just like you know trying to capture that raw emotion after the games. Cause I think that's the best thing about it. Just you know debating about Millwall and not trying to pretend to like being knowledgeable is just just chatting about the game and kind of we've all got our own different strengths some of us have um you know been a public figure for the last five years and got uh, some exposure with the club you know. Not me, Mickey. <laughs> listen, I've, I, listen I, I'm I, I'm never ever going to sit there and convince people that <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the football oracle of the world, mate. Um, I'm not. Like, I like going to watch football, and I like the banter around it, and I and I like everything else. Um, yes, I was involved with AMS and fan on the board. Um, would I turn back time and possibly not be uh, possibly? Um, more so probably with fan on the board than, than AMS. I think AMS was um, a right of passage and had to be done. Um, it was more about everybody um, than 
you know, one thing. Um, and I think, you know, we were a threat and we had to show the world that we weren't going to have it and we had to stand up to it and we needed someone at the front to lead that way. Um, and yeah, you know, I created a team around me. I was only as good as the people around me. Um, I created a team around me. Um, Al with the money, uh, looking for the money. Everyone always says chase the money. I had Nick who, who you know, is fantastic in front of a camera when the news crews come. Um, you know, he did the campaign for Willow. Um, you know, it's still hard to think what we actually did around then. Um, uh, you know, we stood a candidate in a general election on the mill um, ticket. Um, we got some high power people off boards. We got national news coverage uh, with Barney, but across and Paul Jiggins across the UK, uh, across the world, as far afield as South America, Argentina, uh, you know, you name it, we were there. Um, we upset a hell of a lot of people. Um, and, you know, it was good. Was there lessons learned from there? Yeah, there was. There, there was a few lessons learned. Uh, would I do things slightly different? Yeah, probably would. Um, you know, the fan on the board, I think, was a, a slightly different thing. I think the fan on the board was a situation what was put in front of me at the time. Um, if I didn't do it, there was a risk it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and there was some things that needed to be done. So... Yeah, the, the, you know, I joined the MSC. There was issues going on at the MSC what I wasn't too happy about. Um, and they've been going on for a little while. They had to, had to be sorted. Um, and then people had to leave or, you know, stand down and whatnot. It needed changing. Um, I set the motion on there. But then once I started the motion, I had nothing to do with it. I, I uh, you know, it, it become... Um, nothing to do with me and and that was it you know I was I was no longer any part of the MSC or anything else and, and yeah you know maybe I should have tried to keep controlled and, and, and fielded it the way it is and maybe it wouldn't have been where it was now um, but the MSC was always a poison chalice uh, the MSC has always been hated well, yeah, I mean, we've spoken about that a few times before. I think the best thing you did, obviously, mate, from what I see in my memory anyway, I loved, um, obviously, the Leeds restrictions. When That was a whole story there when, obviously, that got lifted. And I know you've you, I know you mentioned to me in the past, obviously, that was quite a big thing you'd done. I also loved it when um, Roy Lano, and I think, is it Darren Kenny, when you got him on the pitch for the Bolton game at the start of the season after the London terror attacks at London Bridge. And I just remember that always being like a proud moment. And I know like a lot of that was kind of like, you know, kind of initiated from, I know, like the fan on the board side of things. So, yeah, I know like stuff like that was, they're great stories really. And obviously, you know, you helped highlight a lot of the things that fans done. So I thought it was obviously, um, you know, good, you know, it was always good to kind of recognise your own, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, it was quite weird. The London Bridge attack was, was strange. Um, I... I just moved into my house um, and I was talking to a member of parliament I knew and I was having conversations with him on text. It was like, fucking hell, you know, blah, blah, blah. And because uh, they texted me to say, where are you? And I, I went, oh, I'm at a new house. And then they went, all right, well, don't go into London. There's, there's something kicking off. And, uh, and I'm talking to them and obviously everything, you can watch Sky News behind you. And... Uh, and it was like, what was going on? And I get a text to go, don't worry, we've got them. They're all dead. And I was like, I can know. And it weren't until probably an hour or an hour and a half later on Sky News that they suddenly announced it. Anyway, with that, all of a sudden there, it was, there was information coming out about Millwall, like Millwall fans. So I was jumping on it, certain people, like rumours and whatnot. So it was then, it was trying to find people so it was like Gerard who who was running around um, Borough Market, throwing things at her and, and trying to disturb them. And there was um, Darren, who was a cabbie, who basically was going out, back in, out, dropping people, getting them out of the area. Um, there was obviously Roy Lana, who, um, who 
was obviously in the in the black and blue and got attacked very very badly um and and i'll come back to the story of roy in a sec but then there was grant who was possibly the first victim uh who'd been at the derby all day been at the derby come out of the station walking across the london bridge down to fenchurch street to get a train home um just as the terrorist crashed got out of the van saw him done him um and all of a sudden you start talking to these people and, and you know, you're talking, I, I remember I was texting Steve that night, Steve Cavanaugh that night and going, there's a Millwall fan involved, hurt, we need to do something. There's another Millwall fan in hurt, we need to do something. There's another Millwall fan. And and we were, we were getting confirmation that, that two were heroes and two were hurt. Um, and Grant, I spoke to him and, and Grant's, um, families, friends with Ben Thompson. I didn't know at the time that Ben Thompson was doing the same. And um, we'd not long won the championship. We'd been promoted with a champion. New message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we setting sail, Captain? <laughs> When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Championship. So we had the championship trophy. Mm -hmm. And Neil... Um, Neil and Steve Kavanagh, I think, went up to hospital when Grant was in hospital. I mean, Grant got stabbed something like seven times, six, seven times, same as Roy. Um, but Mill just took the trophy to him to give him a bit of hope because these guys were feeling feeling like shit. You know, they'd just been stabbed for no reason. They, they didn't know what was going on. Um, so it's like it was all about making sure that these guys had something to, you know, had something to focus on and go forward, try and keep their morale up. Uh, Roy Lyon was again, but Roy Lyon was slightly different. Roy Lyon was a lot harder to get into because they both had police protection, but they were a bit harder to get into because he was in a slightly um, more dangerous position. And um, I wanted to do something for him. So, and I, you know, say what you want about Steve Kavanagh. You've got to take hats off to Steve Kavanaugh for this. Steve Kavanaugh went to the FA and told them what was going on and said, um, we've got four fans. Don't forget, we just won the championship or, or we come up in the playoffs. So all our players had championship medals. They get these boxes at, at championship. When you win, you get like a shirt pack and, a, you know, to say it's a thing and a medal and all this. Well, mm. the FA basically commissioned four more medals um for these fans so there's four more medals for these guys um what no one else will ever have no one else will get and to be able to bring those guys with their partners um to the den and let them get um let them get the recognition and the boost what they want because i can remember i remember that day it was like we're standing at the tunnel and we're going out with them. And it was like, right, come out, come out. And they're going to me, come walk out with Darren. It's like, come out with us and Grant. Come out with us. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is your day, not mine. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're not, then the people aren't going to cheer me. Then, you know, they don't give a fuck about me. I'm not doing it for any form of recognition or anything else. This is your day. This is something that's going to stay with you forever. Um, and it did, you know. John Berylson presented them with stuff. They were in the director. They weren't in the director's box. They were in the chairman's suite. So they had food, drink, everything. They they were treated like Roy um, for that day. And and that was just, to me, the perfect example. Roll, roll on from that terrorist attack months and months and months on. Um, I went back to the scene with Roy. I met Roy around there one day for, for lunch. And, uh, and he said, oh, do you want to come around and I'll show you Barrow Market, 
And I went, what do you mean? He said, well, I'll show you where it all went off. And I was like, okay, you know, you're all right with doing this. And he, and, and he showed me. And we went round and he said, oh, these are where, you know, the bullets went in here and all this. Anyway, he showed me where he got to. He walked from the pub all the way up um, to the end of the road near the banks at the, at the, the side road, what goes down the Borough Market, um, that part of it. And where he was when he was being treated, literally, it's pretty much like being at the CAF and the Zampa Road gates, that sort mm-hmm. of distance was where the geezers were shot. So all the terrorists and the bullets flying everywhere, they were there and he was there. Literally, he said that the police, he's found out afterwards, the police were standing there with riot shields, with ballistic shields, while the paramedics were working on him. Because literally the bullets were flying because the old Bill obviously just wanted to eliminate these terrorists um, and done it. You just think you just can't understand how that is and, and how you can stay positive from that and, and just keep going. He's been through shit. They, you know, they've all got their, their demons from it, but it was just something to give back. And I think what was done was on behalf of every Millwall fan. I think, no, I don't think there's any Millwall fan there who wouldn't have done it. You know, um, there was another fan who was injured in the attack at Westminster beforehand, Steve, I think his name was, who was injured then as well. So, you know, there were a few injured, but it was just it, it was just something for all of you, you know, you, Neil, Nick, everybody, all, all the Millwall fans as a whole, as a family, wanted to be done. And, and, and I just, you know, spoke to the club, Billy and all that, and, and got it organised, and, and they got it organised, you know, they... They went above and beyond, but it's just something to give back. That, that it was just their day, you know. Um, Recognising one of our own, really, isn't it? You know, that's absolutely, it. And, absolutely. And Mill, we all love a story like that, you know, where Mill fans, we, we love it when it's a collective, but especially when, you know, Roy's a hero, and I think in a lot of people's books, especially amongst Mill fans. And um, yeah, I mean, even that then brought along, you know, a slightly different topic, obviously Husky, wasn't it? That's the whole story, supposedly, where Husky came along. And I listened yeah. to Roy, I think, in an interview with um, James English the other day on his little show um, and like just hearing about that. And I think it was a couple of years ago that interview was done now. But, you know, just to, to hear about obviously what he went through and, you know, all the steps he did to kind of obviously, you know, do what he did, so to speak. Obviously, that, I think, you know, I, I remember that day anyway, at the Bolton game. Um, that was a, it was a special moment where obviously they were on the pitch before the game. And uh, obviously the Leeds stuff, mate, I mean, I, I feel like we've glossed over it a couple of times before. Um, but I know obviously you had a lot of dealings at the time with the the Leeds commissioner. Was it the police commissioner or what's the right word? Owen West, the guy, the guy we did a podcast did a show with. with. Yeah, I remember. He was, at the time, he was chief superintendent of West Yorkshire Police. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to him a bit on Twitter and whatnot. And I just said to him, look, you know, what's the point of it? And he and he'd taken over, and, it, and then, it, then the mentality had changed. He was a lot more, as you you know, if you've not listened to the podcast, you know, I did with him a few months back. Check through the check through right, the catalogue, yeah. and, and and you're listening. He's very honest for a copper, mm-hmm. very very honest, and very very critical of of the old Bill. Um, he just he just had a completely different mindset. He said, "We don't need to police you." Our guys are, the, you know, the Leeds fans are the ones where we need to police. If we police them correctly, we'll do it. And and speaking to him, and Steve again, you know, Steve was fighting our corner massively, and 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 it worked. And he basically trusted me. I said, you know, look, cock on block time. Give us what you want, and we won't let you down. And we did. And even the fact of, you know, the hotel what got attacked, he. You know, I don't know where it is. I've got it, and I, you know, I'm not going to make it public, but I'll show you next time I see you or whatever. But there's a, you know, an email or, or a long text message or whatever from him where he's literally saying, you know, thank you very much. Your fans were super. His officers couldn't believe that Millwall fans were standing shoulder to shoulder to protect premises. You know, protect a, a thing and all of this. And you just think, okay, no, do you know that? You know, if if all police forces actually go, actually, you know what, rather than treating mill fans like animals, we just treat them like, you know, normal people. I mean, we were talking Leeds. We've been on a 10-year travel ban, weren't allowed to go unless you go to a service station and then you coach straight in. Yet he went, no no travel ban, don't have to go to a service station, pick your tickets up from the club. We're going to give you, you know, other parts of the town. You can have leads if you want. You can drink wherever you want. We've opened a couple of pubs next to the station. Let us know. We're going to provide buses. If you want to make your way on foot, that's fine. But just obviously, you know, there'll probably be people leading you there. If you want to jump on a bus, jump on a bus because it's a bit far to walk, et cetera, et cetera. But there was no restrictions. 
You gave us and a dry, dry train, though. I mean, I mate, I remember I was, was out, I was hanging out my backside um, that day because it was my birthday a couple of days before. So it was in January, weren't it? And I remember being hanging on the train, and obviously I was after the air of the dog. And I completely forgot about the rules that they put in where it was a dry train. I remember sitting there thinking, "Fuck!" Like that was a long ass journey up there in the time. Like, I completely forgot about the fact that we couldn't take the beers. And I that think was, that was, yeah, it was, that, was, that was a bit of a silly one. That was Virgin and British Transport Police. You see, that's the problem. You see, British Transport Police still look at all football fans as, as scumbags. Um, and they definitely look at, you know, there's a few in there what look at them slightly different, but most of them look at me all like scumbags. And and unfortunately, it's a, it, it's a tired um, image, but some of the old bills still love to, to live on. Um, but, you know, it... it would it have changed today? Probably not. You know, people still probably took alcohol on there. Um, in fact, it was Leeds away. I think it was, I think it was Leeds away that I first come into contact with uh, Dave Run Dave um, off mm-hmm. Twitter um, for a reason. What you know, if he wants to tell you how we become um, known, then, then that's up to him. Knowing but... of Dave, I know this story. Yeah. I mean, I'm not best pals with him, but I know of the story. We won't talk about that now. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing first time that one, actually. Do you know what? <laughs> the fella he is now, again, you know, a proper proud of the fella, where he was four years ago, whatever it is, to now doing, you know, running marathons, doing his photography. Um, if you like pictures of London and stuff, mate, check out his Twitter feed. He's got his own um he's got his own site what sells really good images of london and stuff but where he is now he's he's come he's come so far forward and he's a completely different person you know he's he's mega fit he's running he's he's doing everything um and it's just a transformation of how i met him to where he is now pretty much so far on the spectrum different people um that yeah no it's you know it's unbelievable, but but Leeds had to happen. Leeds was just a piss take for ten years, and the fact was that no one really wanted to challenge it. Yeah, no, of course, and obviously that happens. And yeah, hopefully we'll have a few more Leeds away days one day. I mean, maybe in the Premier League. I think you you do well to stop the restrictions that time, mate. If there's a, a Premier League away day, and we will, especially if we've had a few away days before then. Um, in the Premier League, I'm sure there'll be all sorts of issues that go along then. So maybe you'll be thankful for not being a fan of the board at that time, mate. Definitely. I'm thankful, thankful, <laughs> thankful for not being a fan of the board with a lot of a lot of the things that have happened since, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, I was there with Everton. Um, again, you know, we got crucified for Everton when, you know, social media for the three four weeks before it was telling you what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They were telling you who was coming. Um, any any fool in the world knew what was going to happen. But unfortunately, the old bill didn't really need to know. Uh, 300 or 150, between 150 and 300 Everton fans went missing down Euston Road, um, just suddenly disappeared, um, forced the coach to stop, um, according to the evidence, um, jump out, jump on a train, get over into East London, allegedly, and plotted up over there for... A couple of hours and then jumped on the Jubilee line straight back into Canary Water or straight back into Surrey Keys out of the station and and hey presto, there it was. Um, with, all, with all places to pick on, they tried to pick on Whale- uh, Whelan's, didn't they, as well? I remember having a few beers after the game there. And you think, like, I went to, I, I've been there a few times, Whelan's. It's not the, it's not a mill pub, is it? I mean, they should have done a bit more due diligence before then. Uh, obviously, then it's since well, they went alleged, off, didn't it? Yeah. Allegedly, they wouldn't walk through the park to go <laughs> see the proper pub. But allegedly, that's, you know, there obviously, there are lots of nasty rumours out there that, you know, they, you know, these things happen. I mean, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, all Millwall folk are good folk, mate. Yeah, uh, they're proper salt of the earth, and and you know they go to football to enjoy. But obviously, if you bring trouble to these fans, then they uh, stick stick together, and they uh, they definitely give you a, an entertainment. Um, but yeah, look, it is what it is, mate. You can't change it. No, absolutely. Um, what else do you want to talk about, mate? I think you know we've gone to various topics there. I think one thing I do want to mention, so obviously the listeners that are listening at the moment, um, and obviously you know. This or Mickey's stories here coming out from being a fan of the ball, but I think we need do need to do like a few. Uh, who are you? Maybe with you, mate, at one point or another. Maybe myself, obviously, so we can just kind of see, you know, be a bit more transparent. So people can see what we are, and what we've been about before. I've got probably about an inch of the story compared to you being a fan of the board, but you know, there's there's stuff to talk about there, I suppose. Uh, but obviously, you know, a lot of your stories about being a fan of the board and stuff, and yeah, obviously the AMS and defend our day. And I think we need to definitely do a couple shows about that, just to kind of 
you know, talk in more detail about it because I think it's definitely an enjoyable thing to listen to. Even just you talking about some of the stories now, it, I enjoy listening to it. So I'm sure a lot of other people out there would definitely enjoy that. So if you do, obviously just get in touch with us and let us know and obviously I've, leave some reviews. I've, I've spoken to Al, who was the money man. Uh, I've spoken to Paul Turner. Um, I've got to speak to Nick. Um, but I'm hoping that all the original guys um, would possibly come back and we can do a special. It'd be great to do a special tied over our show and Nick's show. You know, maybe we mm-hmm. do we do one part, Nick does one part um, across both both platforms would be, you know, um, a great thing to do because Nick was involved in AMS massively. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think when I, uh, one other thing, when I done found on the board, there was two things what I wanted to do. Uh, one of them was I wanted leads sorted out. The other thing was that I wanted people who had been banned. Because don't forget, excuse me, when I was when I took the position on, um, there were still fans banned from Birmingham. So you're talking, what, 10, 15 years prior? Um, what was Birmingham, 2001? 2002, I think, 2001, 2002, yeah. yeah. So there were still fans banned. And my whole attitude was that they were different people back then. You know, they, they, they were completely, they could be different people. They could have kids now. They could do, be doing different things. They, they were different people. And they should be given the opportunity um, to come back. Um, and I think when I, took, when I was on fan, when I took the fan on the board, there was around 300 people still on, um, on ban list. And I think when I left um, or when I stood down, um, I think that was about 60. Um, and they were looking to to do different things. There's different things they were looking at. I was looking at when I was there, certain bits what, you know, I fought for and didn't agree. Um, and some of the things you don't always see. But what, you know, what people didn't realise was that it's the same with AMS. I'm, I don't pretend to be um, the most clever intelligent person in the world I, I i do not know everything um but what i do do is fill myself with with experts who you know people who have been around millwall for you know 30 40 50 years um know it inside out and they are the people who i lean on and, and ask for advice when stuff is you know needs to be going you know who you are i'm not going to name you all um and and that's what was done, you know, through AMS, I had a, a group of experts I used and we lent on. And, and again, uh, you know, the trusted guys I, I brought in for, you know, the fan of the board that I was used to, they were like my little inner committee that I'd run stuff, what I want to do and say, what do you think of this? Is it worth the fight? Yes, do, blah, you know, we've, we had loads. I had one guy who got banned at Rotherham for allegedly starting a chant saying, you're just a town full of nonces. And he got banned at home uh, at Millwall. We got he got nicked mm-hmm. and arrested out of there. Um, and and you know you sort of how the fuck is that? And then you start realising actually there's a law which states that if you if you chant or you're a group of people who chant and and, and one person that's directed to takes offence to that or potentially it alienates a certain group of people, it becomes a criminal offence. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking what the fuck? You know, I'm, I'm a fat lad, mate, you know, so realistically, you know, shouting, you fat bastard could, you know, in theory, you could be a negative. Could if, upset you. <laughs> if a couple of fat bald-headed cunts got the, got the arsehole, then, um, yeah, no. It, it was it was interesting doing it. Would I want to do it again? Probably not. It, I, I didn't necessarily like being that close um, to the club. You know, people sit there and say, oh, you know, you're a director of it. No, I said from the beginning that I weren't going to be um, I didn't want to be a director of the club, um, pure and simply because if I if I had to make a choice between sticking up for fans or sticking up for the club, then it was always going to fall on the fans' side. I was always going to sit there and, and, and back the fans um, rather than the club as such. So if I was a director, I'd have had to sign NDAs and everything else saying I, I wouldn't be able to you know, talk or wouldn't be able to do this or bring them into disrepute, et cetera, et cetera. So I had to toe the line uh, or, or not. So I decided that I wasn't going to toe the line. I was just going to be with the fans' um, voice. Did I get it right every time? No. Did I fuck? 
did I upset a lot of people sometimes? Yeah, probably. I mean, Hannibal of Hoff still thinks I'm a lefty cunt. If you actually knew me, you'd know that I'm fucking far <laughs> from it. But, you know, still now, you know, six, seven years on, mate, he, he fucking digs me out for something what someone else said to him years ago, and he still thinks it's fucking me when it weren't. But, you know, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and it all, Can't points everyone. To, it all points down to AMS. When AMS died, there was a, you know, there was a local election on at the time. So, again, you go to these local parties ask them to get involved help us out because everyone needs a voice and they're they're active within the community so you want to try and rather than you you know i'm, I'm not being funny but there's no way i'm going to rope in 300 mil all fans to go knocking on doors on a saturday afternoon <laughs> these people are doing it because they have to mm-hmm. um and unfortunately one of them were uh, you know they're even more fucking lefty than they've ever been but at the time they were okay but then they started really sort of trying to hijack and go forward and they got fucked off it, you know we, we left them alone it was it was what it was but no it was it, listen we won to a degree we won morally um when the regen will happen fuck those um will it happen in my lifetime i fucking hope so but i don't i'm not holding my breath well, well yeah the regen's a whole other story isn't it it'd be interesting to see what happens to us as a club it will be um I do have my scepticisms about it. Obviously, we are the image we are, but I do think once you know, I do think once the area gets taken over, or you know, once there's big uh, high high sky scraping uh, flats going up and stuff like that, who knows? It'll be it'll be interesting. I think you know you can't you can't get rid of the core of SE16, but at the same time, it's it's gonna it, it will massive, lead to a new demographic of fans coming in definitely. Massive concerns as well because you've got loads and loads and loads of new properties going up. If 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 those properties and hopefully Millwall does it that they they write into the you know into the agreements of when they sell the houses, put some remits in that you know these people can't put noise abatement orders out for the fans coming in on match day, etc., etc., etc. Because it's the last thing they want is you know people buying these new houses, all these you know Tarquins and fucking acute you know petunias and all this sort of stuff mate suddenly fucking moaning when you know 16 15 16 thousand Millwall fans turn up on a saturday or a tuesday night or something mate making loads of noise ruining their view but you know like, we've got to trust in the club doing what they're going to do um you know it, it, hopefully um the regen will be um run properly um I think a lot of it will benefit the club as in if you work for the club or you own the club uh, you know or if you've got an interest in the club a lot of it will help it's more so you know when you talk about middle fans the first thing you know the one of the first sentences about middle fans you describe it as a working class background club you know what i mean and that's something we're proud of i don't know definitely i am in my sense and i'm sure you're the same mickey but you know like that's that'll be the interesting dynamic what changes when um this generate regeneration comes into the area but who knows? That's like I said, a topic for another day, mate. I think um, forty-five minutes of us chatting here today, mate. I feel like it's a it's come to a nice little hacienda point. But um, yeah, yeah no, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the next you know next couple of months. Obviously, the season finishes, but then obviously next season going forward, we won't say much now. But you know, hopefully next season we can have some you know great content going out there, so to speak. Yeah, I think it is, and also I mean, if you're you know if you're trying to get into this sort of stage, um, again, we're not experts, but we can give you some advice and pitfalls and stuff we've helped a couple of lads out um just speak to us we've done a hell of a lot of research into this over the last couple of years um around this you know tips on on whatnot or you know if you want to just have a practice maybe we get you on a show as a guest on a future show going forward um you know we're not precious um we're not doing this to to become millionaires we're doing this because we like talking about Millwall and we're a pair of old cunts sorry pair of old and young cunts um, <laughs> who, who just enjoy talking Millwall, enjoy having this, enjoy the banter, uh, enjoy everything about it. So, yeah, you know, if you, you uh, want to be involved or, or get involved, there's um, details on the website you can you can click. But fuck me, who, who would have thought a year ago, near enough to the day or, or thereabouts, we, we started pumping shows out or started with one or two. Uh, we've now got a website. We've now got a YouTube channel. Um, We've now got 94 shows down the line. And mm-hmm. uh, and to be fair, we've become quite good pals. So, you know, um, 
it, you know, we probably speak to each other more than our missus, to be fair, but yeah, get used to it. Yeah, it's I mean, uh, they've got another year before I draw the fuck out, yeah. That's it, they've got to get, they've got to uh, still get used to it, I think, on my side anyway, but um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give this video a like, and obviously, if you've not listened to us on our podcast format, and if you're not on and about in the car, um, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, you know, it's all out there, isn't it, on all our podcasting Google, sites. Amazon. Yeah. Leave us a review, obviously, on the podcasting sites. You know, five stars always appreciated. And obviously, you know, go to town on the end of the review if you really want to. I think a lot of people do so in the past. And um, it's always brought a little tear to Mickey's eye over there. So, um... <laughs> I, listen, listen, at the end of the day, if you if if you take the time to leave a review, good or bad, thank you very much. But if you've taken the time out of your day to write us a bad review, then you know what? Next time you see me, come and see me and I'll give you a hug because your life is obviously really fucking bad. Mm. There you go. Well, that's um, the views of Mickey over there. So, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll leave it here, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. So get new friends, make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.